This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Oh. 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 What do you think this is? The army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it. Know it. Live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Again. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a planet fucker? Uh, uh, This is Live at Five. Live, live at Five. And it's live also loud. Thursday. 20, uh, it's almost 10 minutes after already. Oh, good night. Actually, it is. It's 510. Still haven't fixed that clock across about 10 feet from me. And uh, yes, I can reach and fix it, but I haven't. Yep, yep, yep. It's too far from here. You can't do it. Uh, we have actually Joe calling in at the bottom of the hour, and I promise you that. We missed his cue again yesterday. But he'll be calling in today, and I'm ready for him. I've got some stats. Uh, fatal car crashes from distractions. It's really, I tell you, I, I, I read a horrible story yesterday. Again, I, I don't want to just say, oh, it's a horrible hour with Glinker. It's not the Live at Five show. It's the What's, what's Wrong with the World show. Here's yet another horrible story. Uh, what, I, I, I got distracted. You know, what, reading this uh, uh, the sheet of paper that I just printed off for Joe. Actually, I did this yesterday. I was waiting for him, but I'm looking at it. Finally, 7% of all fatal crashes were from distractions, resulting in 3,100 lost lives in, in 2019. That was 10% over 2018. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that, but uh, I read a story. Again, it, it's it, 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 this was on Facebook, <laughs> and uh, I didn't see any fact-checkers either, so apparently it's true. And I don't mean to laugh at all. It's a horrible story, but these two young brothers, they're young. one was 40, one was 41, and they were athletes. They were bikers, and they were in some type of race, or maybe they were just training, whatever, but they were on their 10 speeds, and, uh, and this woman distracted uh, because she, was, she had uncontrollable defecating issues. Uh, by the way, I saw this in Perez Hilton. So whatever was going on in her, you know, maybe she had something that just made her explode. She couldn't stop. And as a result, that in its, I mean, would, I mean, again, we're talking about distractions. But if you want to be distracted, I've heard of people, I've almost drove off the road from uncontrollable coughing one time. I almost hit a parked car years ago. It's a horrible thing because if you lose control of your body, it's, and she did. And again, it's a tragedy. It's a tragic consequence. Two brothers, you know, probably husbands, fathers. And, you know, training and, and the pillar of their health. They're probably going to live to 100 plus, a healthy, healthy life. And this woman probably not living a healthy life is not having a good day. But apparently, ugh, anyway, she had a laundry list of issues and so forth. She shouldn't have been out and about. So that, it's just, it, again, there's so many things that could kill you. COVID could kill you. Cancer. Heart attacks. You know, but again, sometimes some of these are brought upon by yourself. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Some things, 
but one thing you can't control is the is the behavior or uh, inability or ineptness of, of others. Who in a situation like that, it's just bad timing, and you just you just pray that doesn't happen to you or, or anyone you love. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, that's we'll talk to Joe later. Uh, all right, so the the big Brooklyn story from what was that yesterday that 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 happened and they caught the guy. He looks like Rock from the show Rock. <laughs> I forget that guy's name, but they caught him and they caught him in Manhattan. Uh, but uh, and it's in in uh, Mayor Adams there was taking credit where credit where he didn't. It was actually some citizen that uh, made it happen. You know, not to suggest that the police weren't on it. They were. It was a massive uh, hunt. But uh, the fact that the cameras weren't working, it took a day to find this schlep. That's pretty sad. You, you got to work at that. Uh, but the other big story today, our big major story today <clears throat> is uh, Elon Musk now wanting to buy the entire company. Nine and a half percent wasn't enough. He couldn't go over 14 percent without having any say in the matter. All these crazy rules. I don't know if they made up those rules or that's just the rules of corporate America. But anyway, he just decided what the heck he would buy the entire company for 41 billion dollars or something like that. What what who can what's what's a billion here, a billion there? All I could see is those or think about is those William Devane commercials on Fox News. That the last time our GNP was 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 uh, smaller than our debt was back in 1945. Hi, I'm William Devane. You buy you better buy gold. You know how many times I've seen those commercials? Probably more times or equal to the number of times I've heard Johnny Spisano's gold commercials. I don't know which one I've heard or seen more. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going, it's driving me mental. And it's funny because I, Sharon and I have a bunch of crap around the house we could probably make a couple of bucks on. But we never go there. <laughs> and I see William, and nothing against Johnny or whatnot. But I'm, for one, I'm not going to be walking into a room with someone's dental gold, slapping it down on the counter and saying, okay, give me my cash. Give me top dollar. Something, something I could swallow. <laughs> and, again, the William Devane commercials, how long have they been on? And these other commercials that you hear here on AM 1240, I mean, I think that one commercial started in, like, 2009. Oh, no, it couldn't have. Well, yeah, because we, the last crash was around two. Th- so right after the last crash, let's give it a couple of years, by 2011, 2012, that's 10 years ago, you've been hearing that ad right here on the News and Talk Authority ad, inf- ad nauseum forever. Is the stock market going to f- collapse? Is there going to be another fall? What's going to happen? Now it's the time to buy gold. And then you see those four dudes on TV. One of them is an Asian guy with round glasses. Looks like Tojo. Or emperor, you know, with the emperor from Japan with the 2000, never mind. And he's like, I think gold and silver are going to win big. <laughs> of course they are. Right? What Johnny's saying, it's, it's going to go, someone said it might go up as high as $3,000. Johnny's commercial says uh, a bobby pin or no, a baby pin is, is one ounce or, or what, a pin, no, whatever. <laughs> Again, all the factoids I get from anyone, like William Devane or Johnny Spisano or the Asian guy with round glasses, I still don't do it. I still don't. Inflation's through the yin-yang. Uh, Glenn Beck, if you listen to him for five seconds, you want to jump off a bridge. Our dollar's worth no more than a peso these days. It's really sad. It really is. So maybe I should, maybe, you know, I should see and hear the signs and not take them for granted anymore. 
I can get my PhD. I can get my master's degree in one year for eleven grand. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's another commercial altogether. As you can see, I watch way too much. I really do. But you know, it's not bad for me because I'm in the commercial business, so I, I got to you know I got to stay true to my trade, so I can watch them. All right. So again, getting back to Elon Musk, walking away from the gold nonsense. Uh, Elon Musk is going to buy this company for forty-one billion dollars. And again, if anyone wants to argue with me, go right ahead because I don't know what the heck that means and why he's, he has to spend that much money on a company for the most part that I haven't spent a dime on. I, I, you know, I, every now and then I'll boost an ad here and there with Facebook. I might buy a, a more storage drive on my Google. But you know, guys like Jim Levin who are a lot smarter than me say, no, Glenn, it's not that. It's not that at all. It's the, it's the information on you that they sell to others. That's how they make their money. So oh, that's great. So you don't have to make anything anymore. No wonder n nobody goes to the to the, uh, the the Twitter headquarters. You don't need to. They're not making anything. It's an app. People add to it like as at will. Like, oh, I'm gonna add. An I'm gonna I'm gonna post something less than 274 characters or whatever it is. That's what it is. They don't have to go to a plant. You don't. They don't have to go to the Dunkin' Donuts at three in the morning, like that little short guy with the mustache. It's time to make the donuts guy. <laughs> That's a lot of work, especially if you live up here. You got to go to a local donut place at three in the morning to make donuts for someone that wants it in less than ten seconds, or they're going to be pissed off. No wonder nobody wants to work. So anyway, the uh, the the big story. I don't know. So if you want to talk about that, I look at it this way. I'll be real brief. Elon Musk. I don't know why he's spending all that money on that. I have no idea. Because what's to say that the people that you know, contributed to it, for the most part, are liberal-hearted people that just you know say, "Huh, I'm not going to contribute to that anymore." No different than if Donald Trump bought it tomorrow. If Donald Trump bought it tomorrow, no one, would, no one at least on the, on the other side of the political coin would use it. And they would condemn anyone to do so. So what's the difference? If Joe Rogan bought it, they would feel the same way. And none of these guys are staunch conservatives. And one of them is changing the world. And yet they still vilify him. So I don't get it. I think, it, I think it's going to, uh, 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 if, if the deal doesn't go through, I think it might be the best thing that ever happened to him. I really mean that. By the way, just as I said that, Elon Musk just tweeted me. And no, he's not listening to the show, but he's, he's a prolific tweeter. And now I can't find it. But anyway, it's no big deal. I, and here's, a, here's my problem with Twitter. I've been talking about, uh, to advertisers for years now, and it still hasn't changed. Twitter is not a big deal up here. You know, a, a, a news junkie boasts about how many followers they have on Facebook for good reason, because it's, it's like, it's unbelievable. At tens of thousands. And yet, you know, News Junkie could more than likely, you know, along with seven, uh, be the leaders in the Twitter category. But I'm looking at News Junkie right now on my phone. I can't even find a Twitter feed. And that's no knock at News Junkie. It's just Twitter's not a big deal up here. It's never been a big deal up here. It's for the Beltway people and New Yorkers, Hollywood types. And Elon Musk gets there for less than a, a week and he starts realizing this place isn't even operated correctly. And most of your so-called uh, leaders in this business don't even don't even use your product. So again, I keep on coming back to it's forty-one billion dollars. Couldn't they just buy a couple of you know old prisons up here and make stuff for that amount of money? Can, can we get a little bit of that instead of one big shed they call Amazon Distribution Center outside Syracuse? Oh, that's a lot. That's that's going to help things. You won't see the light of day for about a week while we're living and working in there. But that's that's our future. Drive-throughs and whatnot. Now I'm looking for something on News Junkie. It, it was an interesting thread. Now I can't find it. 
but it's a local thread talking about service in, in, in America today. This, this is no knock at anyone. I'm not that type that demands stuff here, there, anywhere, get it done for me. But there's an interesting thread, and I'll find it. Someone's on the phone right now. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Good man. What's happening? Pharmacist. You know how you get all wiped out sometimes, how adult movies don't play in Watertown, you got to drive to Syracuse to see them? Yeah, yeah, well, it used but to. You, but you can watch any Avengers movie on seven screens or Fast and Furious 28. I never, no, screens. no, I would never see any of those, no. Right, but when Gangs of New York didn't come here, one of them, you were all worked up about that, remember that? Like, uh, Gangs of New York? Years, years ago, there was... You're one to comment about how certain movies don't... Oh, make yeah, that's true. Numbers. It wasn't here. Wow, boy, you got a good memory. That was a long time ago. Yeah, Martin Scorsese. That's your analogy with Twitter. Yeah, yeah. In- interesting. It's the exact same scenario. Huh. Elon Musk is just going to have a little more freedom in the media and make sure other people go do also. I hope he gets it. I, I think it'll be extremely entertaining. But, but do, my, my argument is this, if it is one that it would automatically alienate the people that uh, pledge allegiance to it now. And by the way, that includes people that work for, for Twitter, but that want to abandon ship right now because of Elon Musk, which is crazy. They're walking away from big okay, jobs. So, so who's left? 47% of the population or whatever? Right. I think he can make a go, I think he can make a go on that. No doubt. But, but, but okay, above and beyond the, the employees, that's one thing. That's their decision. Uh, but what about the users? Do you think people, like, you know, do you think Joy Reid's going to use Twitter uh, now that... Now I could th- care less of Joy Reid. <laughs> but don't you need both Joy Reid and Dr. Joyce Brothers on the same... You know what I'm saying. You need, don't you need a, var- a, a varied audience to, to be successful? <laughs> you got to have both sides. I, I don't know, but... Twitter's failing I right now because it's too liberal. The only people on there are just falling in love with each other. There's, anyone else like you and me, we can't go on there and talk the truth. Well, I don't know. I, I know a few folks that are there, but regardless, I, I think it's a good thing. I hope it happens. But the analogy of Jefferson County and Twitter is the same as your movie. Interesting. I like that. All right, and here, one more. Uh, apparently, the late great uh, Gordy Silverthorne. He said he had to do the same thing. I didn't do anything to get gangs in New York up here. I don't think it ever appeared up here. But here's, here's my point. Uh, what was the name? Of Mozart. Uh, what's the name of the Mozart movie? Amadeus. Amadeus. Thank you. With uh, Tom Holtz. Uh, he, he he actually, it did not come up here. And it was nominated and then won Best Picture, and it still didn't come up here. And they fought for it, and they got it at the Olympic Theater. That was, I believe, back in 1987, 1988. So that's just a little story. Late to, 80s, yeah. Late 80s. Great, and Best Picture, great movie. Didn't come up here. Why? Because Kickboxer 4 was playing up here for his fi- fifth final week, I'm sure. Uh, pharmacy friend, thank you very much for the, cla- for the analogy. Very good. Excellent. And as I was talking, uh, someone texted me. Nice, good friend of mine, of course. Elon has already uh, been outbid by Vanguard Company. You know, I did see something. Oh, thank you, Liz. Vanguard, is that the, is that the ARAB guy? So now there's a bidding war for, for Twitter. This is interesting. So we'll have to see. So see what happens. I, I, again, if there's a, a bow out. He said that was his final offer. Good. Stick to it because I, I don't think it's worth it. <clears throat> Focus on cars. Get electric cars out there. You know, you got a lot of liberals that will buy your cars. Remember, Michael Jordan didn't want to get involved in politics. Someone asked him that one day. He said, why don't you want to get involved in politics? He says, Republicans buy sneakers, too. And that was back in, like, 1995, whatever, a long time ago. But he was right. Republicans buy sneakers, too. It's just good business. Keep your mouth shut. 
and, and going forward. But, you know, that was a long time ago. All right, let's, listen, not, no one's calling in at the moment. Let's do the break because I will be talking with uh, Joe Stanley in a little bit about distracted driving. We'll be back after this. We need leaders who... Drive, 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 America. Drive, drive. Well, I just uh, took a look outside. Well, you thought I was going to say something else, huh? Hey, Derby, it's a great day outside. Yeah, it's a great... Never mind. Old story. Ah, uh, I'm looking outside and, you know, I'm, 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 I'm looking at a webcam on the water and the sun is out. sun was out this morning. It was 70-something degrees. Went back down to 43. Now I just turned into my ABC W77 ABC boy. I was... I was... I was... That was right. Lincoln Tuttle House. That in girl here. W-A-B-C thing. Yeah. Yo, yo, man. <laughs> it's the Jack Man. I was supposed to get uh, Tony Joe Stanley in here. Now, he gave me some data, which is good, because without it, I'm lost. So uh, now I actually have something to look at. So I was sharing with you earlier, distracted driving is not good by any means. Um... I just got something from Little Q. Let's see what that says real quick. He just sent me a picture. Oh, I don't know what he's sending me a picture of. I have no clue. I'm terrible. Uh, oh, so anyway, I mentioned the weather. I wanted to say that because what a crazy day it was, and it's supposed to be very, very wet this weekend. And in addition to that, um, uh, there's, there's reports, at least, that the water is a little bit above average now uh, on, the, on the lake and river, and that will be higher than normal by May 1st. No surprise. All right, Brandon's giving me another message. Yes, I know. Okay, good. Some guy's doing an audit again. I really don't care, Brandon. I really don't care. Let him be. Let, let, the, let the man be. The whole deal is just nonsense. No one gives a crap. And that's true. We've gotten to the point where, you know, people that go and bother other people in this so-called audit. It's crazy. All right, so uh, I'm ready for Joe, but uh, he's not ready for me, so i got a, a minute or so. Let's just uh, check out the phones. We, e, the Elon Musk thing it, it seems to have turned uh, for in a different direction. Like I said just prior to the break, that there was a guy that put in a bid higher than that. So the bidding war, some Arab, some guy out there with uh, a lot more money apparently than, than the average person, and even more so than, than Elon Musk. <laughs> I wonder if someone's setting him up to that as a counteroffer just to make Elon go bye-bye. And that's possible to do, especially in, in other terrains. You know, you're not breaking any FTC rule regulation, you know, in, in America if you're committing it somewhere else. Who knows? Maybe they're just driving up the price and scaring them. Who knows? Seven five. If, if Joe's not calling in, uh, shoot, I can't stand when I have to do this because then I might. It, I, I feel like uh, uh, Tessio at the end of Godfather. Remember when they says, oh, yeah, I can't do that. Well, this, this screws up all my arrangements. So I can't, can't do it, Sally. Tom, can you get me off the hook? For all time's sake. Can't do it, Sally. Tell Michael I always liked him. <clears throat> it's a sad scene. It really is. Prior to the show, I was doing a little uh, script writing for some, a project that I'm working on. And uh, I was doing the narr- I was writing some stuff, you know, trying to transcribe uh, an interview that I did that I posted to Facebook. Or check that YouTube. And the, f- the following one although I probably searched for it at some time before, were the five best scenes from Godfather 2. And it was odd because they picked scenes like, you know, went from here to there, back to Sicily, and then, you know, back to the courtroom and back over here. I didn't get through all five scenes. One of the scenes, of course, is one of the most famous scenes in movie history is in the, uh, the boathouse scene in, in, in uh, Tahoe. You know, the way Tom Hagen says, in Tahoe. And uh, John Cazale as Fredo is sitting there tr- pleading 
with Michael. He's trying to he's trying to make sense of it, admit what he did was wrong, and uh, confess everything he knew about Roth and the lawyer and everything he knew. And then, of course, Mike, Michael lowers the boom on him, says, I never want to see you again. And it's such a haunting scene because you, you see their silhouettes, and it's overlooking the water or through the glass behind them. And Fredo, played by John Cazale, who died, what, four or five years after the Godfather movies were made of cancer, uh, is just lying there like a dead fish trying to explain. That's just great acting. That's why I say, I got to say this. I mean, when people, I, I know I sound like a broken record. People try to turn me on to a new show on Netflix. Oh, got to try this. Got to see this. This gland, you'll love this. And I, and in all due respect, I, I, I won't. <laughs> there was a time when I actually did. I took people's advice. And sometimes I regretted it. Sometimes, and there's a lot of movies perhaps over the years that maybe I should have paid attention to. But I'm telling you, once you've seen the greatest movies of all time, and say what you want because they're, they're gangster movies about the mob and it seems like that's all I pay attention to. But it, it's, it seems like they're the best movies ever made. And I, I'm talking about you know noir movies back from the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s about gangsters shot in black and white. Not just The Godfather. There's something, there's very, something very intriguing about that lifestyle that as much as we all should condemn it, and quite frankly, I have condemned it. I'm not saying I was a part of it, but I certainly saw a lot of it, you know, being in South Queens, or a lot of the, the wannabes, to say the least. And then, yes, some of the real dudes. I knew a guy, he's, uh, well, his name was Joe O'Kane, Irish dude. He was a real deal, real deal. Sadly, though, he died in prison. Died in prison at the hands of a bank robber from Florida, who, at the same time, after killing Joe... Uh, took his Rolex off his wrist. And yes, the, the, the penal system allowed Joel Kane to wear like a $75,000 Rolex. It was part of his plea deal. And uh, this guy was his friend, and they got into an argument, and that's what happened. Just amazing. Just incredible. All right, so I don't know where Joe is. So if you want, if you want to chime, chime in by all means. By the way, <coughs> Joel Kane also had his own Bengal. He lived on 91st Street, right near the park. And... Um, you know, no one said anything. But one day, some kid uh, reached over to the window and saw the Bengal at the window, and, and the Bengal like <laughs> scratched the kid. You know, no one said anything, of course. But uh, they had to, you know, they had to remove the Bengal later on. I'm sure Joe did. So, as as intriguing as that lifestyle is, you know, just wondering any given time you're going to get either arrested or something or other's going to happen to you. So that's why it's so intriguing to see movies made about that lifestyle, especially if it's done well. And most often, thanks to guys like Francis Ford Coppola, uh, Martin Scorsese, and, of course, David Chase from The Sopranos, they've all done a tremendous job. <clears throat> Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, I'll chime in. Yeah, it's Danny Francis. Yeah, if Joe comes, uh, you can just... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Cut me off if he comes. I like to listen to him anyway. I wanted to comment on uh, two things. Yeah. First, uh, some of the, the, the commercials you have for the people running for the various offices and yeah. the sheriff and this. And there's some pretty good, there's pretty good commercials on on the airways there. Good. But I did want to I did want to say something about the Jacobs commercial that I listened to. Jacobs, yes, we've been listening to it, yeah, for a while yeah, now. Yeah, he, yeah, it's quite a bit. He's followed by a few other ones there. But he he made he makes some comments in his uh, and I understand that's his right and privilege to do it. But he says things like leftist, uh, very educational. And a little bit frightening too, for yeah. this reason. Yeah, I like that. He he mentioned something. It's a trifactor. 
conducting, uh, holding a fundraiser in Orlando, Florida. Okay. Yeah. Well, he, can't, he, he can't get money in New York. Well, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, it's be, I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you, Danny. Uh, I'll let something out of the bag right now. Most of the agencies that do commercials, like Jacobs and others, <clears throat> I'll, I'll just tell you out flat out, both sides of the political coin, they're done out of state too. Well, no, that's, that's my whole point. I mean, I, I think, now, he may be raising some money in Orlando from people that are from New York. That's a very possible Yeah, that, that's, in, that's very possible. That so, in anyway, Vegas, I just, I just to raise Miami. A couple of points. But, you know, he, he was talking about the, uh, uh, the radical left. Well, I, I, my question is, there's, there's no radical right? Uh, just the left. I understand the politics of it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but the radical left is so much more. I guess yeah, you're going to say Marjorie Green, um, the other Matt Gates down there. <laughs> There's oh, yeah, a handful got, of them. I've got a list here, by the way. Yeah, you have a list, and I have a list, and uh, so does Jacobs and his team. They have a list, but on top of that, they have a lot of other ma- maniacs on the left that make up uh, the media, and for that matter, guys like Dorsey and Zuckerberg, that, who control social media. Going. Well, they're not, they're not in office. They don't make policy. Well, they might as well be in office. They're well, more powerful they, they, than people they in office. They fund the policymakers. They, they dump a lot of money into their PACs or what have you. I'll, I'll say that. They're that's complicit. That's what they are. That's they're complicit. They're, the, they're accessories. The policymakers are the ones that's very important. I think, I think that's what's important for the election. Uh, any cycle, uh, in my view, and I've been through a few of these things in my life, too, and, and that's to be honest with the people and let the people decide and and don't BS them about how you're going to stand up. For them Remember, and do this and yeah, do that, and then you get in the office and you're in there for name, fame, and fortune. It, you know, getting back to Jacobs, Jacobs could be appealing to the obvious base to his <coughs> to his district, that being of uh, conservative voters, and he knows that the nature of this audience is conservative. So I, I think it's a little biased. I think that it's intentional because he knows who's listening to. Well, him. yeah, I, I don't I don't uh, take that away from you because that's how. Uh, but that that underscores my point, though. It's a little bit misleading to use terms, and those terms are, are pretty. Left of Stalinist media? Come on, give me a break. Ah, uh, well, uh, have you pretty, have, have you have you watched the Joy Reid show for like five seconds, Danny? Yeah, I've watched her. I, I, she's not, I'm not a fan of hers. To tell you the truth. Oh my God! I mean, I, I can't call it Stalinist, but it's a hatred to the max. I think yeah. I think you know Vlad Putin would probably tell her to relax. Well, well, Putin's got a lot of fans out there on Fox and News. Yeah, and here's the other thing about about <laughs> Russia. I'll, no, I'll, Danny, you're right. Now, I'm finding it now because of the infusion of monies from the, I guess you can call, axis of evil nations like China and others. Now the ruble is pound for pound better off now than the dollar. Is that well, true? They're, they're, the printing presses are probably going crazy. They're uh, turning it out over there in Moscow, I suspect. So the ruble, the ruble national-wise, international-wise, is pretty weak. Right now, I, I heard there's been a huge infusion of money that, uh, of course, once again, the crazies on the left won't talk about, but that is actually happening. Yeah. So, I don't know. Danny, we're not going to Here's the thing. No one's even talking about Ukraine anymore. Four weeks ago, we thought we were on the verge of World War III. Now, it seems like, well, yeah, it's, it's atrocious, but World War III is not happening, so I really don't care. I mean, that's, that's complacency, but that's Just what's like happening. That very famous Yogi Berra once said, it ain't over until it's over. Right, right. And he says sometimes... It's it, not. It, don't, it, do, not, do not trust Putin... Do not try to. I don't trust him at all. No, I'm no, just. I didn't mu- say. Yeah. I, I was. A, uh, that was a rhetorical thing. You, you don't. Don't trust Putin. Don't stand up for him. Don't support him. 
don't 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 have any faith in him because the guy is, is he's no KGB officer, so he knows what the hell he's doing. And he lo- he wants to go back to the the old USSR days under Stalin. He's already he's made that. Yeah, but he doesn't have Stalin. I mean, Stalin made major mistakes. He killed the best generals. <clears throat> he he just wasn't a good uh, field uh, general by any means. It looks like Putin is the same thing. He's screwing up over there, Danny. You as a Marine, you know that. Well, but- Stalin was responsible for killing about thirty million. Of I know, and that was after the fact. I'm talking right now. As far as you know, do you think Stalin would tolerate what's going on right now in Ukraine with his inept army? It looks like Mikhail's navy down there. Well, yeah, we have to keep we have to keep one thing in mind that we forget. Uh, in World War II, uh, Russia uh, was our uh, ally. Yeah, I know. And and by the way, they Germany. Yeah, so, I know. A lot but, of people right now the the, the the table is turned more or less. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to bring yeah. those points up. I, I was catching those in the commercials and just kind of. You know, kind of. I kind of focused in on some of the terminology. Of words. Yeah, he's just and kowtowing I, to his I'm base. A and he's right. Worse, but like I said, that's their privilege to do that. They're paying for it, and I understand all that. Yeah. Uh, but I just think of just a little bit over the edge. So, do you think uh, now? Obviously, you're going to vote for Hochul. Um, <clears throat> does the uh, the arrest of her uh, uh, unvetted uh, lieutenant governor, Mr. Benjamin, there does that hurt her chances in November, Danny, or well, does it, it matter? It will with some people, but I don't think she should be blamed for that because a lot of that took place when he was still a senator. He was what from Harlem. Them. And uh, and he was probably pretty corrupt then with the foundation being laid, but maybe he wasn't vetted. For they had enough evidence. And you had a question the other day, and it really should be exposed. I'm not hearing much of it. And quite frankly, I don't think Andrew talked about it enough yesterday. Maybe I didn't challenge him enough, but she should have known well before making him the lieutenant governor this past summer. Well, I th- yeah, may, maybe it was under investigation. Nobody knew until right now it came out after once he got appointed to the job. So I, I, I don't want to really be prejudgmental. Uh, prejudgmental on wow, it doesn't look good. She should have known or she did know because that's not been proven yet. Well, well, first of all, I, if it's been proven, yes, I'll be the first. New York City say. politicians, black, white, and in between, whatever, just historically, you got to vet them. you got to got to do well, it. Well, it probably was done to a certain point, but since he was already a senator, he probably had, quote, in their opinion, a fairly good record for Harlem and it was good for yeah. down there. Just like, just like but Rangel. Same with him. Remember him? Remember Rangel? Out, if it comes out later that she, she did have knowledge or whatever, whatever, of the whole, whole scheme he was running, yeah. yeah, should suffer at that point. I'll be the first one to say it. All right. Well, thanks, Danny. Thanks for the call. Okay. Uh, that's uh, Danny Francis. Hi, you're on, you're on the air. It's uh, the Duff Man calling, hey, calling from Massachusetts. How you doing, Good. Hey, where are you, Mass- Massachusetts? No, no. I'm here in Watertown. Oh, you're in back? The Duff Man's back in Watertown. Are you, are you back for good? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Well, we didn't know that. Awesome. Welcome back. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah. Wow, wow. Sorry. <laughs> your dreams are your ticket. Gabe Kaplan, the guy that some people say I look like. Oh, really? Anyway. Oh, oh, Gabe. Uh, Gabe. Well, when I had my afro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gabe Kaplan. Yeah, I had. My afro. <laughs> back in, back in the late That's hysterical. I had an afro. Yeah, I got pictures of it. And you look like uh, you, you. You could have been a Sabaro too. You look like either Artie yeah. or Stevie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? Whenever you know, Danny was uh, uh, somewhat upset about uh, the Jacobs ad. Yeah about the liberal slant, and then when you pointed out the liberal slant, he discounted that like it was nothing. Well, how about someone, Joy Reid or, yeah. or uh, Rachel Maddow? Oh, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's <laughs> like you got to eliminate the Russian and American judges. you know, you gotta, you got to do that. <laughs> and, then, and then the other one was uh, something else you pointed out, and it disproved his point, but he didn't want to hear it. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're going to vote for Hoko. Well, yeah, I mean, she didn't do anything wrong. Uh, she appointed some guy that's in jail now, but yeah, that's good. No, no. I guess her heir apparent. Yeah, if she got she caught, you know. Like, like Giuliani said, she's either the most incompetent governor we've ever had or close to it. Right. With the exception of the blind guy. Or, no, Patterson or, was good. I liked uh, David Patterson. I thought he was good. Yeah, he didn't do any harm, but he wouldn't, you know. I, mean, <laughs> I thought he was hilarious sometimes. He was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy used to imitate him on Saturday Night Live. <clears throat> Fred Armisen oh, yeah, there. Yeah, that yeah. was funny, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So you got to laugh at things every now and then. So what, the guy well, can't Well, of course say. you do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Yep. Oh, my God. I'm just going to die here. <laughs> I I, I I might have Joe on the phone here. I, he might be calling in late, uh, Duff. I'm so sorry, but but welcome. Oh, no problem at all, man. Uh, welcome back to Watertown. That's, right. that's the Duffman. Let's just see if this is Joe. Uh, no, it's I no, sorry. It's, it's, no, it's not Joe. It's uh, it's Donnie. Donnie, our St. Lawrence yeah. correspondent. So, yeah, I want to say uh, I'm glad uh, the Duffman he's back. The Duffman is back. The Duff yeah, is so back in town. Cool. The Duff is back I'll in town. I'll probably have to run into him down there on the, at the paddock. There you go. So you, are you back here now or what? Hello. Am I back here where? Are you? Are, yeah. Are you living in Watertown? No, I work in Watertown. So you live in Governor and you work in Watertown? Yes. And you commute every day like nine dollars a day of gas at least. Nine dollars? Yes. What is it? Twenty dollars a gallon? I don't know. No, it's it's got to be back and forth. It's thirty two no, miles. It, it really, it's really. Uh, Tough, put it that way. Yeah, I'm. You know, it sucks. It really does, man. I feel for you. I, I really do. And it's it's not. It's, you, you know, a lot of people are suffering through this right now. You know now. whose fault it is. That's uh, Donald Trump's fault. Oh, by the way, <coughs> I was watching The View again on my phone. I got the I got okay. the app. I don't want anyone thinking I'm a yenta watching this in my bedroom or something. But I'm watching them today, and and Sunny House and it's just I, I I don't even know what she, I I just lose sight of what, what she says. But it's the same look. That it always comes down to, no matter what's happening in the world, the Brooklyn shooter, gas prices, it c- comes right back to Donald Trump and the white conservatives. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, it's, just, it's comical. I don't know what to think about that shooting. It was a horrible thing. No one's even talking about it anymore. No one but talks about it. Here, here's what is, sad, is another sad point about it is, you know, Benjamin's uh, being arrested yeah. was kind of... That overshadowed, overshadowed yeah, that's true. By that shooting, right, 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 yeah. One and brother interfering with another brother. Spoke, <laughs> Sorry, she did. She 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 avoided it. Yeah, yeah, but she's going to win by. I, I listen. I don't want to say this to Andrew Giuliani. He's got more. You know, he's he's the uh, energizer rabbit. That guy. Every time I see him, he's jumping up and down. I said, but wait a minute, you're in the wrong state. Say what you want about the Siena Pole or Quinnipiac or whatever. <clears throat> At the end of the day, we're a bunch of friggin' liberals in this in this uh, state. You have to shell out a ton of money to people who don't need it, let criminals go through this revolving door penal system, and not give a crap about you know who gets mugged in the streets or not. That's the person who wins. That's what you got to be. Not to mention you got to be a certain persuasion or color. That's all there is to it. But well, the new world order is right on schedule. See, I, I always I always defied the world order and the and the you know the Bilderbergers and all those people. I, I can never understand that. What where's the world order? What does that have to do with the United States of America? Why would anyone so, at any perfect level? Perfect question. So this afternoon there was a gentleman who went traveling to Europe, and he was saying that why is news junkie in the the news outlets here talking about 
how everything shut down over there. Oh, yeah, you know, right. COVID, I heard that. He's O'Brien. walking around and it's free. The United States is allowed to use propaganda on us. That's legal. It's legal for them to lie to us. So what O'Brien was saying, just as a recap, O'Brien just got back from Britain, and he said that uh, going through Piccadilly Circus or wherever the hell he was, was was like a walk in the park and no problems, no mandates, no restrictions, and yet he's reading at the same time while he's over there that News Junkie, no no knock against News Junkie, primarily Mm -hmm. uh, gets their sources from from anywhere else in America, is saying that uh, England is not the place to go right now. It's in shutdown mode. Why would they do that? Just to set things up so for the midterms? They, does it, does it all come down to the midterms? To propaganda. <laughs> but why? Why do they want to do that? They want control? Because that's what is told. To, listen, everything's a lie. Everything that comes from but, mainstream but, but media don't, But don't even know. What, if you lie. get statistics, hear me out. If you get statistics, like you're letting in over three, four, five million, maybe six million illegal immigrants just during the Joe Biden's first two years in, in, in office, at least. And the expectations are, that, well, once you bring them over here, we'll convert them into Democratic voters. Now there's this new survey saying that, well, no, Latino voters don't even like uh, Joe Biden. So, well, one, I, that doesn't mean they're not going to vote for him. Uh, two, that's t- typical <clears throat> because they have to pay for gas just like you and I do. So they're not happy with him. But they're certainly not going to vote for any other guy, especially Donald Trump. So, I, again, so, well, I don't Te- know what's going on. Texas go- is smart. Texas has been busing them to Washington, D.C., I'm shocked that they're and not saying that's inhumane. For the president I'm shocked. In Washington D.C. Hey, you know what? If I'm if I'm living in Mexico or some crappy asshole country, and I come over the border and they throw me on the bus and they say you're going to the nation's capital, I'm like I'm I don't care where I'm going, as long as I'm not living yeah, in some I crappy. Think, I think you're right. I think most people would be like, for real, <laughs> and jump hey, right on it. I would love it. Oh, and I get a phone. <clears throat> I go up and mm-hmm. and I meet new people. It's like going to college without having to study. It's even better. You drink better beer, better water. You don't have parasites. You could take a dump in a normal toilet. Your life has changed. Where do you care where you're going to go? So Abbott's jumping up and down. and Well, he can't jump up and down. He's in a wheelchair. He's the governor down there in Texas. And he's got the audacity to start busing him to the state of Delaware. I'm surprised that, uh, that they allowed him to do that. It sounds kind of weird, but, you know, I don't know where, what the purpose is. Why don't you just send him up to Oklahoma? <laughs> Save on, save on gas. Bunch of yahoos up there. They'll take them. Cowboys. All right. Uh, so anything else to declare, Donnie? Yeah, the the weather in Watertown sucks. Because, yeah. again, it was nice and sunny today here, and then I get down there, and it it's was raining. snowing and, 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 and blowing and right. raining. And I don't, I don't know what was going on down there today. We were, uh, who was it? was it Linus? Who was the one that had a cloud over his head um, uh, and, the, and the peanuts? What was his name? Dust Bowl. Or what um, was it? Frick- yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah that's who we are. We've got a big cloud over it. It's not a dirty cloud. It's just All a right. cloud. All right, thanks. That's Donnie. That's Donnie, our St. Lawrence correspondent who actually works here in Jefferson County. All right, I got to do a break. We'll be back after this. Tom, April showers bring May flowers. Parents is contracting the people who call you back. I remember earlier I was talking about this uh, thread on News Junkie's Facebook page. It's a Watertown discussion. Service industry workers are quitting their jobs because of the culture of rude customers once again it's uh and, and again this was part of a discussion right here on the on am 1240 now this show of course but the hotline show with you know who uh so this was added to the news junkie thread as a thread i should say as a post a lot of comments uh, my comment was posted yesterday the world will be a one big drive-through by the year 2030 
Meg says, I feel we get the same treatment and respect from people in the service industry as we give them. I have lovely service in almost every bar or restaurant I go in town, and we frequent many establishments. Maybe if you always receive crummy service, you should evaluate your attitude, the one you enter with. Interesting. <clears throat> That's a good point. I like that. Don't wear your life on your sleeve in many ways. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? Hey, there's a couple links on uh, News Junkie I would like to bring attention to. Yeah, what are those? Um, there's the one right now, if you go on to News Junkie. Yeah. There's a survey for local drug-related issues. Okay. A uh, survey by Alliance for Communities. And that'd be a really cool thing for the community, too, if you got a second. And I wish I had, like, those little share buttons under them. And I'd like to share that link. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't see it. But, okay, so what you're saying, it's a good it's a good thing for people to participate in? And why? Just curious. We should know why? what's going on. Uh, well, actually, I got a phone call uh, yesterday from JCC, and they're doing their survey. Right. Yeah. They and do a lot of them. They ask a bunch of questions. Yeah. And they try to, I mean, everything is all about what they call it. Um, so what do they ask? What do they ask? So, uh, are, uh, do you do drugs? And you go, no. Are you on drugs right now? Uh, yes. Well, you yes. just said you didn't do drugs. Well, you, right. you didn't ask now. <laughs> the, the JCC one was pretty cool. They did. I was I was pretty impressed. They, did, they asked some good questions. But uh, the other one I wanted to bring attention to the other link on uh, News Junkie is you ever watch like you go to watch Netflix yeah. and they like you pick movie. I just watched this movie called The Call. The Call. Yeah, The Call. Last yeah. night with Halle Berry. Yeah. And she was like a nine one one dispatcher. Right. And the stress that a nine one one dispatcher goes through is like you hope you can help them, but right. you don't know. Right. Right. It's like, wow. I Stay on the really phone. Stay on the yeah. phone. Yeah, you know, something like that. And so on News Junkie, uh, <laughs> our congresswoman, uh, Stefanik, came up to thank the 9-11 dispatchers. Oh, wow. That's good. Up there in, I think, where was it? Uh, Saratoga. Huh. Oh, well, that, uh, yeah. That's I just want to say, I, mean, state. I, know, I know there's a lot of first responders out there, but I, that's a tough job. It is a tough job. And the things that they see and have to experience, they're not. they're underpaid. That like like uh, Don King said, they're underpaid. We're all underpaid. You're all underpaid. We're all underpaid. We should be getting better drugs than the ones that we got. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but no, it's like really cool for at least to do that uh, for the first responders. Yeah. But there are a lot of first. I mean, there are a lot of not no. just uh, right. uh, dispatchers. No, you're right. You're right. Good point. I'm glad you brought that. I'll I'll check out those surveys, my friends. But thank you. Okay. Thank you. Go right, ahead. I'll talk to you. All right, so then the the thread continues. Uh, that one person said uh, some nice things about the service she gets, and then when you walk in with a good attitude, more than likely you're going to get a good response. And, re- and I, I, I've said that all along. I, I know people, <coughs> quite honestly, I know people personally. I, I question, uh, you know, it's a little awkward. It's like it's like watching your your friend get in trouble with your with his mother, you know, when when you were like 12. That awkward thing, like ooh. And I, I, and again, I, at the same time, I'm not a pushover. You know, I, I, I might complain every now and then if things are late. But for the most part, I understand, especially as I've gotten older, I understand because <clears throat> I got to appreciate what, what people in the service business do. And I, with the remaining minutes here, I think for the most part, I think a lot of what you see in Antifa or Antifa, whatever they refer to them as, I think the majority of those people are in some type of service or, lo, you know, low-paying job where they have to deal with the public on a regular basis. Uh, not the most educated, although a lot of them probably have college educations, but that doesn't mean anything anymore. And it hasn't for years. They usually felt they're skinny, dark hair. They color their hair. They just they don't know who they are. 
And I think a lot of their influence comes from dealing with, with bratty people out in public. And by the way, no one ever wants to talk to Antifa people. And when they do, when they try to, when they do it wrong, they're and you're like, oh, what are you doing? You're just throwing bricks at the buildings. Why is the, why, what, what, did your mother teach you to do that? You're not going to get anywhere with that. Just like, what are you angry at? Most, 99% of the times when people show up at, a, at anything, when, when there's signs and people lighting fires and throwing stuff, they don't even know why they're there. They just want to be there because they want to be pissed about something. It's like the majority of women that show up at uh, these anti-abortion things. Most of them are way beyond the childbearing years, lady. Please, trust me. You just hate white guys. That's all. I get it. But as far as service people, I'm not saying that people that work in the service business are in Antifa. I'm not saying that. (coughs) But I am saying a lot of people in Antifa probably have this growing angst against society and others. But maybe their, their age, maybe the educated ones... Showing up looking for you know extra cream in their coffee and being snooty about it, that quite honestly would put me over the edge too. I'd be pissed. I'd I'd want to you know throw some bricks too. Dealing with with snobby people, so service people have to deal with a lot. And uh, social media and so many other things have made us more snooty and less um, I guess attractive to others. Because when we and, and a lot of these people, uh, they know who 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 it is, and this isn't a lot of this isn't the majority of people, just enough to piss them off. So it doesn't surprise me. I'm getting back to the thread on News Junkie about the service business, why people are not committed to it as much as they used to. It's good money. You work at a nice place right here on Coffee Street as the Sapporo family, make a living out of it. Uh, but then uh, there's some consequences, unfortunately, that you have to deal with. Uh, so I don't blame them there. So the treat. Uh, what would Jesus say? Treat others as, they, as you'd want them to treat you, right? Doesn't it come right down to it? You know, you, like my mom would say, you take care of your feet, and your feet take care of you. Even though they're attached to you, whatever, you get the idea. AM 1240 WE10 Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour.